0: THANK YOU FOR JOINING US. I PRAY THAT TODAY'S MESSAGE WILL EMPOWER YOU TO USE YOUR VOICE, HELP CHANGE THE WAY YOU THINK, AND STIR UP YOUR FAITH. IF YOU'D LIKE TO FOLLOW ALONG WITH PASTOR'S NOTES, YOU CAN DOWNLOAD OUR APP IN YOUR FAVORITE APP STORE OR GO TO THE ON-DEMAND PAGE AT WALKINGBYFAITH.TV. THE HOLY SPIRIT HAS BEEN SPEAKING TO US SINCE THE DAY OF PENTECOST, 2,000 YEARS AGO. As long as you welcome Him in, He is there to be a guide to help you understand the Word, to give you visions, to give you dreams, or to use the Holy Spirit to be bold. And that's what today's message is all about. Let's take a look.
1: We're we're talking about hosting the Holy Spirit. And I want to begin today in Joel chapter 2. It says, and it will come to pass in the last days. Now, on the day of Pentecost, Peter stands up and literally quotes this from Joel's prophecy. And what he is saying is, this is what Joel prophesied about. Now, notice he says, it will come to pass when in the last days. So the last days actually began on the day of Pentecost. So if 2,000 years ago, it was the last days. How many of you realize these are the last of the last days? Right? And this prophecy of Joel is very, very pertinent to our time. It will come to pass in the last days, says God. And when God says it, it's going to happen. I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out of in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Now, now, notice it says here, my servants and handmaidens, this is for men, this is for women, this is for young, this is for old. God says, I'm going to pour out of my spirit in the last days. Now, we need to know two things. We need to know the word of God and we need to know the Spirit of God. If you've got the Word of God without the Spirit of God, it's dry. Jesus said the, 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 the flesh, it profits nothing. But he said the Spirit gives life. So we need to know the Word and we need to know the Spirit. And if you've got the Word without the Spirit, it's dry. You get the Spirit without the Word and it tends to be unleashed. Uh, you you tend to go in wrong directions because you don't have the parameters that are given by the Word of God. Now, in Exodus chapter 31, I want to go back to this because of something I'm going to share with you in just a moment. God says that I've called by name Belzeel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah, and I've filled him with the Spirit of God. And by the way, this is the first time anyone is filled with the Spirit of God in the Word of God. In wisdom, understanding, in knowledge, to preach. No. To make all manner of workmanship. To design artistic work. To work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for settings and carvings of wood. And in the... in and to work in all manner of workmanship so so literally the first time someone is filled with the spirit they're filled with the spirit not to do something that we would consider spiritual things maybe not 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 particularly to pray not to preach but they're filled with the spirit in order to do their work and i know that that is true today uh Wednesday, well, about about a month ago, I got a phone call, and uh, they they said, hey, they said, "Uh, we've got an empty spot. There's a jet flying over to see Matt McPherson in Wisconsin Uh, in a couple weeks. They said, uh, would you like to go? He says, there's no charge. You get to spend the day with Matt. Now, Matt, Matthew McPherson, he uh, is the, the designer and the owner of McPherson Guitars, and that really didn't do anything for me. But, but he is also the designer and owner of Matthew's Bows. And I shoot a Matthew's, Jeannie shoots a Matthew's, our kids shoot Matthew's, our grandkids shoot Matthew's. We are Matthew's people. But what grabbed me was something I knew because I, this, I had wanted to meet him for some time. Uh, he has a camo pattern called Lost Camo, and all the money goes to win the lost. He's got a bow line that's huge, called Missions, and 100% of the money goes to support missionaries. And he personally supports 750 missionaries full-time all by himself. And I thought, I I want to meet him. I want to meet him. In fact, we went over. There There he is. Look at that good-looking guy on the the left side. I'm (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) Okay. So so, uh, we went through the factory, both factories, but we probably were with Matt for about three and a half hours talking. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that uh, came up was, you know, how did you get so innovative? Because you have been on the cutting edge of bows. I mean, you, you, you totally changed the way that, that compound bows are made. And he said, well, one day, he said, the Spirit of the Lord just impressed me. And God said, he said, I have the answer to every problem That people will ever face and if they would just ask me I'd tell them and uh, he kind of just prayed a simple prayer you know Lord show me Uh, uh, shortly later he gets up in the morning and literally he just sits up in bed and in front of him is like a piece of paper or a sheet and on it there is the weirdest bow he had ever seen And he's looking at it, and his wife says to him, what's going on? And he says, I'm not sure, but I think I'm having a vision. (laughs) Now, that that bow that he saw there, he designed it, and uh, just totally, totally parallel limbs when everything else was going straight, and it just totally, radically changed the way that compound bows are made today. I don't know what it is that you do, but the problems that you and I face, how I many know God has the answers? He's got the answers to our problems, and we need to ask him. Right? Now, with that, uh, I wanted to share 1 Samuel 3 and verse 1. And it says, The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. The word of the Lord was precious. Some translations say rare, right? And no open vision. So Samuel goes and he lays down and he hears a voice say, Samuel, Samuel. He runs to Eli and he says, "Uh, you called. And Eli said, no, I didn't call you. So he goes and lays down again. And once again, he hears a voice saying, Samuel, Samuel. He runs to Eli and says, you called me. And uh, Eli said, no, I didn't call you. But Eli discerns what's happening. And uh, he says, go and lay down. And if the, you hear it again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And he goes and lays down. And he hears again, Samuel, Samuel. And he says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, that's the word of the Lord. For Samuel, it was audible. Right? Eli wasn't far away, and he heard nothing. Right? But when the word of the Lord comes to you, it's audible to you. I've had it a few times, not, on, not not regularly, but I've had that on several occasions. And then it says, in those days, and there was no open vision. Now, there's different types of visions in the Bible. Right? One's a night vision. It's a dream. Right? God can speak to you in a dream. Right? Another is what we would call a closed vision. Your eye, you see something, but your eyes are closed. When uh, the Apostle Paul was on the way to Damascus and got knocked off the donkey, it says when he got up and opened his eyes. When he got up and he opened his eyes. right? So his eyes were closed. right? But an open vision is your eyes are open, but what you see is not what's in front of you right and that's what happened to Matt I mean he got up his eyes were open but the bedroom disappeared and he just sees a piece of paper or a sheet with a weird looking bow I shoot one of them by the way they're awesome right and, and so really he's a business guy he's a business guy all right uh, I believe the Holy Spirit is imprisoned in the body of unbelieving believers i to say that again I believe the Holy Spirit is imprisoned in the body of unbelieving believers. Because he's here to do something. He's in, uh, in you to do something. Right? Uh, in Mark 16, in verse 20, it says, And they went out and preached the word everywhere, the Lord working with them. Do you know the Lord wants to work with you? He wants to work with you when it comes to the the, the job that you have, whatever it may be. But but he wants you to be working with him and him with you when it comes to the things of the kingdom of God and the spirit of God. Now, Jesus told us, he said, it's expedient for you that I go away because if I don't go, I won't send the comforter. But if I go, I'll send him. He's the counselor the helper, the advocate, the intercessor, the strengthener, and the standby, right? He will not come to you into close fellowship with you, but if I go away, I will send him to you. So Jesus said he will come, and he will come to do all those things, but he will come in close fellowship with you. And I want to simply ask the question, does the Holy Spirit make a difference in your life? If the Holy Spirit is not making a difference in your life, it's not his fault. Right. We're not listening. We're not giving ourselves to what the Word of God tells us to do. Because he is there to make a difference in your life. I believe that nothing happens in the kingdom of God until something is said. Right. You know, where your words can build up, they can tear down, they can encourage, they can support, they can bind and they can loose. In Proverbs 18 in verse 21 it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it will eat its fruit. Death and life. We do not think of our words as being very important. Uh, occasionally, somebody will say, You're going to eat your words. The truth is, you always do. You always do. And then it says, If those that love it will eat its fruit. Again, in Genesis chapter 1, the earth is without form and it's void, it's empty. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering or brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. The Spirit of God was hovering until God said. And once God said, the Spirit of God began to move. And there was light. The Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against you will prosper. But every tongue which rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness of me, says the Lord. Now, notice It says that you will condemn. How do you condemn the tongue that rises up against you? You condemn it with the words that you say. Your words are so very, very powerful. In James chapter 3, it says, If we set bits in horses' mouths to make them obey us, we can turn their whole body about. Likewise, look at ships. Though they are driven by such a great wind or a hurricane they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines even so the tongue so like a ship on the sea is not determined the destination is not determined by the storm or by the currents but by the rudder the bible says just the same way is your tongue The currents of of society, the currents of life, the storms that you face should not determine your direction. But what should determine your direction is your tongue. The Bible says just like that rudder, your tongue is in your life. The tongue, it says, is a world of wickedness set among our members. Oh, let me back up to the fifth verse. Even so, the tongue is a little member, It can boast of great things. See how much wood or how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze. The tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself ignited by hell. Notice it says it sets on fire the wheel of birth or the cycle of nature. The words that you speak, have such a powerful impact on your life. And notice it says that the tongue is set on fire by hell. In other words, what Satan wants to do is he wants to get the wrong words coming out of your mouth. In Revelation 12 and verse 11, it says, they, that's us, overcome him, that's the devil, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. What you say is important. In fact, there is no overcoming victory without the word of our testimony. Uh, Rabbi Shmuel's here this morning. He lives in a little town called Ephrata, right outside of, of Jerusalem. If you, you read in the book of, of uh, Genesis, there's Abraham, his son Isaac, and his son Jacob. Jacob is working for his uncle Laban who's constantly cheating him. The Bible says he changes his wages 10 times. And finally, Jacob decides, I'm leaving. But he doesn't tell Jacob. And so he just takes his goods and his family, and they begin to leave. When Laban finds out, Uncle Laban, he begins to chase him. He's got a bunch of men with him. And they finally catch up to him, and he said, I understand why you left. He said, but why did you steal my gods, his household idols? And Jacob said, we did not do that. But he didn't know that his wife, Rachel, had stolen them. And she had them hid. So Laban went and he looked all around, but she had them hid. He couldn't find them. But this is what Jacob said. Whoever stole them will will die. They will be put to death. They will die. He didn't find him. You think, man, she got away with it. It's just a couple hundred miles farther down the road. She's giving birth to their son, Benjamin, and she dies. And if you go to Rabbi's house, you can walk right over to her tomb. still there to this day. Rachel's tomb. i have been there. It's not far. His words, his words, his words made a difference in his family. They'll make a difference in your family. They make a difference in our lives. Right? <sighs> what we need is we need revelation of God's Word that comes through the Spirit of God. It comes through the Spirit. Right? You can know the Word, but without the Spirit giving life to that Word, it's dead. It's dead. Now, the Bible tells us in Colossians 1.12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So what Jesus purchased for you, it is an inheritance. Now, if you don't know about it, you're not going to receive it. All right? But the Bible says that you have been qualified to receive your share. Not because of how good you are, not because of how smart or educated, but the Father has qualified you for your share of the inheritance of the saints in life. Now, the Bible says that we're co-heirs. Now, if if, if, uh, somebody dies and they've got 10 kids, that's a lot of kids, by the way. Right. They got 10 kids, and they divide it between each of the kids. That's not being a co-heir. What a co-heir is, is you all own everything together. Right. And so what the Bible tells us, what Jesus did, you don't just get a sliver of it. All of it belongs to you. All of it is available to you. And not because of how good you are, but because the Father has qualified you through what Jesus has done for you. And so often we feel like, I don't qualify for something. But it's not because of what you've done, it's because of what he's done. And he has qualified you for your share of the inheritance. Now, in 2 Peter 1 and 3... It says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we've been given exceeding great and precious promises. In the Bible, there are all kinds of exceeding great and precious promises. Now, in Corinthians, Paul said that all of them are yes and amen in Christ. They belong to you. And notice God considers them exceeding great and precious. And it says, and through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. They're revealed to us by the Spirit. Again, 1 Corinthians 10, 2. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Uh, how many of you have grandkids or kids, even little kids? Okay, you remember when you had little kids, All right. How many of you played hide and seek? Okay. Now, when you play hide and seek with your grandkids, this is—I'm just talking as a grandpa, all right. I—I I hide where they can find me. All right. I'm not trying to hide so they can't find me. I'm hiding the—I'm hiding so they can find me right now these things of god they're hidden but they're not hidden from us they're hidden for us right god wants us to find the things of the spirit of god so they're not hidden from us they're hidden for us just like when you play hide and seek you 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 don't go lay down in the trunk of your car and close it because you don't want to be found you want to be found And God hauls out these things, so they'll be found. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Again, they're not hidden from you. They're hidden for you. Which things we also speak, not in the words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Now, I just want to close talking about the attitude that we need to have as believers. That attitude that we have because we've been redeemed, because the Spirit of God is in you. Right? And it's to be bold. Just be bold. No wimpy stuff. No milk toast. Right? In fact, how do we say this? When... when uh, when Moses died, God speaks to Joshua in chapter one, and in the sixth verse he says, "Be strong and of good courage." In the seventh verse he says, "Be strong and be very courageous." In the ninth verse he says, Evan, I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed." In the eighteenth verse he says, "Only be strong and of good courage." How many get the picture? Be strong don't be dismayed, don't be fearful, right? In fact, it's just like, be bold, be bold, When I was thinking about this, I got to thinking about Elisha with King Joash. Now, the Assyrians were their enemies, and the prophet was old, and Joash was king, and God really wanted to move. And so the, 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 the prophet goes to the king, and he says, uh, get yourself your bow and some arrows. And the the king put his hand on the bow, and the prophet put his hand on his hand. And he says, now, shoot out the window, and he shot. And then he says, take the arrows and strike the ground. And he goes, boom, boom, boom. And the Bible says the prophet's mad. He said, you should have struck the ground five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Right? Because of his timidity, he did not have complete victory. Right? And what you and I need to do, we need to be bold. Right? You need to strike the ground. Right? You need to strike the ground. Not once, not twice, not three times, not four times. You need to keep striking the ground. You need to keep on speaking the Word of God. You need to keep on obeying the Spirit of God and keep on striking the ground and striking the ground. And it's going to bring victory. It's going to bring breakthrough. But you got to keep striking the ground. Keep going. Keep going. Be strong. Be bold. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Keep on going. Keep going. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, whatever you find to do, do it with all of your might. And there is never a time that that is more true than it comes comes to the things of the Spirit of God. Now, David went and fought Goliath. And the Bible says he went down to the stream and he picked up five stones. Somebody said, well, I think he thought he might miss. No, I really believe that he understood or knew that Goliath had four brothers. And he was not ready just to kill Goliath. He was ready to keep on going. He's willing to go all the way to victory. And I believe with all my heart that is what we need to do. We need to be bold. We need to be strong, not full of fear, not dismayed but bold and keep flowing towards victory, keep speaking the word of God, keep cooperating with the spirit of God, keep striking, keep striking, keep striking, keep striking, and there will be breakthrough, there will be victory, there will be deliverance, there's going to be peace. There's going to be restoration, but we've got to keep going. And don't just give it a wimpy try. Put the Word of God into your life, into the Spirit of God, and keep speaking, keep obeying, keep speaking, and keep obeying, keep speaking, and keep obeying. Say, God made fish to swim in an ocean. He made eagles to fly in the sky, but He made you to have relationship with Him. And if you don't have relationship with God, you're living life, but you're not living life to its fullest. You're not living life the way you were intended to live life. Your purpose is to have relationship with God. And if you're watching today and you realize I'm not right with God and I don't have that relationship, would you bow your head and pray a prayer right now with me and begin that relationship with God, just say, Oh, God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins, and I believe he rose again. And today I give him all of my heart and all of my life. I'm going to live for him every day. And I thank you that you love me, that you've heard my prayer, that you receive me, that I am forgiven, and I'm a part of your family now, today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, If you prayed that prayer from your heart, God heard that prayer, and you are right with God. Now I wrote a book to help you keep growing spiritually. It's full of bullet points that are really going to make a difference in your spiritual walk. And I want to give it to you absolutely free. Now you can download that book or you can contact us and we'll send you a hard copy.
0: If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, you are making one of the best decisions of your life. How awesome. Just as Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv and request a copy of this book be mailed to you. Or download it right there instantly. Either way, it's absolutely free and a great resource for you to have. Walking by Faith is used across the globe to spread the truth that changes lives on and off the air. To partner with us financially in this great commission, go to walkingbyfaith.tv give. Today's program is available on Roku and Amazon Fire TV by searching Walking by Faith. Or check out our app where you can download any message for easy offline listening. If you need someone to pray with or God is just doing amazing things in your life, we would love to hear about it. You can contact us by phone, email, or through our app. Also, find us on your favorite social platform by searching WBF TV. Next week, we will have more on His presence.